Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charno, leading the next generation of football fans live on YouTube and Twitch with Chris Landry Football. Today is September 13th, and it is the start of week one. I mean, we had our Thursday night game, but today is the start. We have so many games today, and I'm going to be going through every single one of them with you and giving my predictions today. We'll be joined with Rick Hughes of the Cheap Seats Live to talk about the Buccaneers versus Saints game and Brandon Perna of That's Good Sports to talk about the Broncos versus Titans Monday Night Football game. We have a packed show today, so let's get right into it. Starting off, let's review the Thursday night game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. Like I had predicted, the Chiefs rolled over the Texans quite easily by a score of 34-20. to 20. The Chiefs offense was absolutely dominant. Super Bowl 54 MVP, Patrick Mahomes threw for 211 yards and three touchdowns. Sammy Watkins, hell of a day, seven catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown and Tyreek Hill had a touchdown. But the main story on this Chiefs offense was the rookie running back out of LSU, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. In his first ever NFL game, he stood out with 25 carries for 138 yards and a touchdown and he averaged five and a half yards per carry, which is very good for your first ever NFL game. I mean, the jump from college to the NFL, everyone knows it's drastic. It's hard to get accustomed to it. It seems like he's right in there. It seems like he made every single first man miss. He got out of a ton of tackles and looks like he will not only be extremely good, but I'm going to make the prediction that he's going to win the offensive rookie of the year. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. A lot of people think he's very, very good. If there were if I were any other team in the NFL, I would be frightened by the Chiefs right now. Once they get going, I, I don't think that there is a defense in the NFL that can actually stop them. I mean, besides Clyde, Ed Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he got stuffed a few times at the goal line, but that's purely because of his size. Uh, he's not the biggest back. But look everywhere else on this offense. Even if Clyde Edwards-Alaire isn't pushing it in on the one-yard line, you have so many other options, so many other weapons on this team. You know, I, I think that the Chiefs are going to... I they're going to win a whole lot of games. There's not a defense in the NFL right now that I think can legitimately stop this Chiefs offense. They are going to roll over almost every single team this season. On the Texans side, like I had predicted, they need weapons. They do. They traded DeAndre Hopkins. David Johnson had a good first showing as a Texan. He had 11 carries for 77 yards and a touchdown, and he looked more energized than we had seen him in a few years, probably since that season where he just absolutely dominated. I think that was the 2017 season. Other than Will Fuller, Nobody on this offense did a thing. Forgetting Deshaun Watson, nobody at the nobody, none of these uh, tight ends, none of these receivers, none of them did anything. The fact that Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb, you're, I mean, I thought Brandon Cooks was going to be their wide receiver one. I think he still is. I think that's how they're going to treat him. But they had a combined four catches for 43 yards. That tells you all you need to know so far. This team is going to miss DeAndre Hopkins a whole lot. The lack of receiver talent makes this offense look weak, and it makes it look lifeless. Now, it's it's only week one, so I am not going to overreact to—I'm not going to react to what's going on with the Texans right now and say that the Texans are going to go 6-10 and 10 because I will continue to go to war for Deshaun Watson no matter what because I say it every time. He is one of the best playmakers I have ever seen play football. However— they need to figure out something soon because some of these game calls from Bill O'Brien on Thursday night, it, it, it made it look like they didn't even want to win. Like You can't be playing conservatively against the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's exactly what they did. And I think that's kind of one of the main reasons that they lost this game was because they were punting on fourth and shorts. Like You can't 
the Chiefs are going to score almost every time they get the ball. You can't be playing conservatively against this team. The Texans need to figure this out soon or else they could have a really big problem this season. Now, let's start off with my predictions for week one of the NFL season. Starting off, let's talk about the New York Jets opening up at the Buffalo Bills. Last year, the Jets opened up against the Bills at MetLife Stadium, and now they go to Buffalo to take on the Bills without the Bills Mafia in the crowd, which I think is actually huge for the dynamic of this game. Uh, I think that Bills fans, you know, I was at that Jets game last year against Buffalo. Half the stadium was Buffalo. It was, was Bills fans. Bills Mafia is all over the place at every single game. And I think the fact that they can't be this year is going to impact the team a lot more than a lot of people think. And last year's opener, the Jets were so close to beating Buffalo, but ended up losing because of their kicker, Kyrie Vedvik, missing almost every single kick that he took. Oh, that was painful to watch. That was very painful to watch. He was so bad. This season, this is unpopular. I'm going to go with the hot take on this one. I think the Jets will come into Buffalo and make Sam Darnold 3-0 on the road against the Bills. I have a feeling that the Jets are going to take that first step to success by winning their first interdivisional game, and they're going to surprise a whole lot of people in Week 1. Moving on to the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. There is no prediction on this list that I am more confident in that than the Colts will walk into Jacksonville and win this game against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are the most dysfunctional organization in the NFL right now. Nobody knows what they're doing. They're so clearly trying to tank for Trevor Lawrence. They, you know, guess what? Even if they get Trevor Lawrence, they still have nobody around him to help him succeed. That is going that listen, same thing with Joe Burrow this year. I thought Joe, I, I think Joe Burrow is an amazing talent. The Bengals have not given him the offensive line that he needs to succeed. And I don't think Jack Jacksonville's trading away all their good players, both on offense and defense. And you can't just throw somebody into that. You can't just throw any, no matter what quarterback it is, you cannot just throw it. You, he's not going to succeed. You can't just throw him in there. He's, he has no weapons. He has no help. You know, the Colts are better than the Jags at virtually every single position on the football field. So unless something crazy happens, the Colts are going to win this game. Phillip Rivers has a chance to thrive now with a top three offensive line versus a bottom five offensive line they had that he had with the Chargers last year. Plus, he has a ton of weapons to throw to T.Y. Hill and Michael Pittman. And that would, in the backfield, Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor. And this defense is so ridiculously underrated. You know, the Colts are going to win this game. I don't, there's not really, I, I can't see anything else happening. Next up, let's talk about the New England Patriots hosting the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots officially named Cam Newton as their starter for week one, as long as a captain. Um, and the Dolphins named, uh, uh, yeah, the Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick will be starting for the Dolphins. So we have Cam Newton versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. I didn't, I mean, I'm very happy that Ryan Fitzpatrick started this game for the Dolphins because you cannot throw two out there. You cannot just throw him out there. He is so injury prone right now. He's coming off a bad injury. Um, if he gets hit, you could have a big problem. You don't want to lose your young quarterback that you just drafted with the fifth overall selection right away because you played him too early. Then it, it just it ruins every single plan you have going forward because Tua is the future of the Dolphins. Uh, you can't take you can't be taking risks like that. I was really split on this game. You know, um, I, I, I one hand we we have the Dolphins who completely revamped their defense and have a veteran starting QB who knows how to win games, along with some pretty good receivers in Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. On the other hand, we have the Patriots, 
we're going to be running a completely new system with Cam Newton that we haven't seen before and a defense that finished as the best in the league statistically last year, but lost a few players to free agency. They had some opt-outs, big players opted out, Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung. Those are big names on this defense that helped last year to get to that spot that they were. I really do think that the Miami Dolphins are going to win this game. I, it, a lot of, I, I understand it's Belichick. Belichick knows how to win football games. We've seen that. I just, I, I'm so in on this Dolphins team right now. I think they have so much talent on both the offense and defense. I think that the Dolphins could very easily beat the Patriots this in, in week one. So, you know, it's going to take a minute for Cam Newton to make everything click if he's going to. So I think the Dolphins are really lucky that they're getting New England in week one and not later in the season. But I do think that Miami will win this game. So the Baltimore Ravens will take on the Cleveland Browns as well. I have said all, all offseason that the Ravens have a very high chance of going 16 to know this season. I think that there, if there's a team that's going to do it, it's going to be the Ravens, you know, and I don't really think that's overreacting. I don't think that's, uh, it's overhyping the Ravens. I think that they'll sit anywhere between 14 and two and 16 and zero. even though a lot of people say like, Oh, teams will figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson this season. I, I just simply can't agree with that. The Brown Steelers and Bengals all played them twice last year, which means that they had the chance to play Lamar twice and figure him out later in the season and figure him out the second time they played him. The Browns the Browns played better against Lamar the first time they played him than they did the second time they played him. So, like, there's no team. Like, I, the Browns played it, like, the, the Browns actually beat the Ravens last year the, the first time they played them. I, I can't see anybody stopping Lamar Jackson this year. He is so dynamic every single time the ball is in his hands that you cannot, it's, it, no matter how hard you try, it's impossible to scheme for Lamar Jackson. He's so good and can hurt you in so many ways. And during the offseason, everybody, I, everything I've heard is that Lamar, he's been working on his throwing ability. He's been getting more accurate. He can throw the ball farther. He's stronger. If that's true and he can hurt you both in the pocket and with his legs, you're, like there's, I can't think of a way to stop that. I, 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 I'm not an NFL coordinator. I'm not a defensive coordinator, but... I can't think of a way that teams are going to stop it, and I really don't think that they that anybody is going to stop him. I think the Ravens will absolutely beat the Browns, and that's for me who think Baker Mayfield, who I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a great year. I really do. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. It's his third year. He's on his fourth head coach, and I think that's tough, but I think he'll be able to bounce back. I think Baker is extremely talented, but the and I th actually I, I have the Browns still making the playoffs this year, but I do think they're going to drop Week One to the Ravens. The Las Vegas Raiders open up against the Carolina Panthers this year. Derek Carr has a chance to prove everybody wrong, including me, because I don't necessarily think that he's a bad quarterback. I just don't think that he can win games when he needs to, because we haven't really seen him do that. Last year, the Raiders had a chance to make the playoffs, but they did not. They ended up dropping it. The Titans ended up making the playoffs. The Raiders offense is young. I mean, they have a super young receiving core. They have two rookies and a sophomore and a second-year running back in Josh Jacobs, who I think will finish this season as a top-five running back. I love Josh Jacobs. I think he has so much promise. If the Raiders' offense clicks and everything works, they can have a very successful season. If not, I could see an absolutely disastrous season coming from the Raiders this year, anywhere between 4-12 and 12 to 6-10. and 10. Um with a ceiling of probably nine and seven, 10 and six, if everything works. However, 
even though the Panthers have a decent offense, they have Christian McCaffrey, who's obviously a tank. We know what he can do. And some pretty good receivers, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. These are all guys that are pretty good. I think the Carolina Panthers receiving core is extremely underrated. And a quarterback who they can probably rely on to actually throw the ball and to get it where they need it to be. And Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, we saw him go 5-0 and with the Saints when he had to back up Drew Brees last year. However, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to have the same weapons that he did when he was with the Saints. Um, I am more than confident that the Panthers will have the worst defense in the NFL this year. Um, they, they have, they spent almost, I think they spent every single one of their draft picks on a defense on, on, on defense, but you can't just throw a bunch of rookies out there, expect them to do anything. They lost Luke Keekley. They lost James Bradbury. These are guys who made a difference in the game. And I think that it's going to be very hard for them to stop NFL caliber offenses like the Raiders, like the Chiefs, like teams that they have to play. You know, the, they have to play the Buccaneers twice this year. They have to play the Saints, even the Falcons, who have a very good offense. So I think the Raiders will take advantage of that in week one. I'm going to take the Raiders in this game. Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks will take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Seahawks made some big moves during free agency, such as trading for Pro Bowl safety Jamal Adams. Both Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams could help this defense could help boost this defense out of the bottom tier where they have been for the last few seasons. You know, this offense is still one of the best led by who I think is the best quarterback in the NFL. I will continuously say, I think that this year, uh, at least until Mahomes, uh, maybe after this year, we'll have a different conversation. But as of right now, I think Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL. DK Metcalf set up for a big second year and Tyler Lockett will remain one of their top receivers. And Russell Wilson, the thing I love about Russell Wilson uh, versus let's say a guy like Aaron Rodgers is well one he has the whole running aspect of his game he's very mobile but he relies on he can, he trusts every single one of his receivers he utilizes every single one of them I mean Tyler Lockett was a third round receiver DK Metcalf everyone had his doubts about him I'll say I mean Will Disley all these tight ends that they went through I think that Russell Wilson he elevates the game of everybody around him and I'm not a big believer in the Falcons this year. I mean, I really, I, I didn't like their first round draft pick. Uh, I don't like their defense. I didn't like their first round draft pick, AJ Terrell. Uh, they have glaring holes at multiple positions on the field. And even with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley, I don't think that they will be that good. Todd Gurley will be at best average. Don't overreact about him. He's just, he'll be, he's not going to be that guy that we've seen in the past, but I don't think he'll be bad if he stays healthy. I mean, he's just not a bad player. So I think he'll be somewhere right in the middle. Um, I can't see them winning a whole lot of games though. So I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to be, uh, the Seahawks are my pick to win the Super Bowl. So I, I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. Absolutely. The Philadelphia Eagles will be taking on the Washington football team. <laughs> oh my God. I laugh. I, I laugh every single time I hear that name, the Washington football team. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles in this game for sure. I think that the Washington football team will be competitive in a good amount of games. Um, they do have a bunch of young talent on both sides of the ball. Very talented guys. Um, uh, decent coach, Ron Rivera. However, I don't think that they'll actually win a lot of games. I think that it'll be very similar to what happened with the Lions last year where they were they were neck and neck with a lot of teams. They, played, they, they had a lot of close games, but they ended up dropping all of them. Everything in this organization is dysfunctional and really just upsetting to watch at this point. There's a small chance that Dwayne Haskins can be pretty good this year. Um, I'm confident Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin will both be in the talks of having breakout seasons. I have Terry McLaurin in almost every single one of my fantasy leagues that I can have him in just because I think he is really that good. But the Eagles are just the better team, and they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. And even though Miles Sanders isn't playing, we saw what Boston Scott could do at the end of last year. Um, 
I think no matter what running back you throw in the in that backfield will succeed purely because of their offensive line. Jason Peters now, uh, he came back. Uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, they have Brent, Brandon Brooks uh, is hurt. He's not playing, but um, listen, you have two good offensive linemen at center and left tackle, two of the most important positions on the field. I think left tackle might, next to quarterback is the most important position on the football field because if you're getting hit on your blind side, you're done. You can't If your quarterback's getting hit 40, 48 times in a season like Kyler Murray did last year, you're not going to succeed very much. So as long as Carson Wentz stays healthy, everything happens. I think the Eagles have a chance to click. They, they can be very good this year. You know, It's going to be hard to stop Chase Young, but they certainly have the talent on that offensive line to keep Chase Young away from Carson Wentz. Keep Carson Wentz healthy. This team wins a lot of games. If not, then they won't. Pretty simple. I forgot the Eagles winning this game. Absolutely. The Detroit Lions will be hosting the Chicago Bears. I have been very audible about how good I think the Lions can be this season. Matthew Stafford is one of my favorite arm talents in the NFL. I've been saying it for so long that Matthew Stafford is so ridiculously talented and that they just cannot put a good team around him. They have a very the Lions this year have a very underrated team as a whole. Even though their offensive stud Kenny Galladay isn't playing today, um, his supporting cast in Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola isn't too bad either. T.J. Hawkinson, the Lions hope to fill the hole at corner that Darius Slay left by uh, they replaced them. They drafted Jeff Okuda in the first round with the third pick, who is going to be absolutely locked down. I think if there's a, a guy who is the next top corner in the NFL, it is Jeff Okuda. The Bears are starting Mitch Trubisky at corner. Why is Mitch true? Mitch Trubisky. You pay Nick Foles. You pay Nick Foles so much money. You trade. You trade so. Why do you trade for Nick Foles if you're going to stick with what you have in Mitch Trubisky? He wasn't good last year. Okay, he was good two seasons ago when they made the playoffs, but he was carried by his defense. He made it. It made him look a whole lot better than he actually was. Every, every single team exposed Mitch Trubisky last year. How could you go and say that? A guy who I yes, Nick Foles only played in the playoffs, but Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. I get that he was hurt last year, but Nick Foles is better than Mitch Trubisky. Like, great if he proves me wrong this year, whatever. Like, fine, but come on. Like, how do you trade for Nick Foles and then not start him and then start the same guy? Nick Foles, you can't pay that money for Nick Foles as a backup. That's just it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I I I don't know what the injury report is on David Montgomery. I don't think David Montgomery is playing, but not having him is a big hit to this team. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, both extremely underrated as well. Allen Robinson has had to deal with the worst quarterbacks ever. I mean, Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. It's, oh, I feel bad for Allen Robinson. He's just, he hasn't had a chance to shine, but he still manages to put up great numbers. The Bears are hoping to bring back their playoff caliber defense that we saw a few years ago and are hoping Khalil Mack doesn't absolutely disappear every time that he's on the football field. However, I think the Lions are going to be good. And even though Kenny Galladay isn't playing, I'm still going to take the Detroit Lions to beat the Chicago Bears in week one. Sticking with the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers will be playing the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people are higher on the Vikings than I am this season. Um, I mean, Stephon Diggs had a much bigger part on this team than a lot of people think. Uh, I have seen people predicting the Vikings to go like 11 and 5. And that's just absolutely ludicrous. I cannot see them going 11 and five. They aren't even utilizing their first round draft pick, Justin Jefferson, right away. He's listed as the wide receiver three or four on the roster. 
Adam Thielen had, has had his fair share of injuries, and I don't really trust Kirk Cousins to win this team many games when he needs to. I mean, we've seen him choke on Monday night. Monday night Cousins, we've seen it every single time he's played. They have Daniel Hunter and Yannick Ngakwe coming off the edge. However, Daniel Hunter's not playing. He's out for at least three games. They put him on the IR. So that's a huge loss because Daniel Hunter is one of the most talented edge rushers in the NFL. But they have bad cornerbacks and not great linebackers. These positions matter, and especially against a team like the Packers, who really didn't get much better or worse during the offseason. They're kind of still in the same place, but they were 13-3 and last year. You know, they still have some great weapons that could take advantage of holes at these positions like Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and most certainly Aaron Rodgers will take advantage of you at any hole that any hole that you have on your defense. I'm going to take the Packers to beat the Vikings, and I'm confident in that. I really don't think that the Vikings will beat the Packers today. Now, the San Francisco 49ers will be playing the Arizona Cardinals at home. And I think this is going to be the game of the day. I think this is going to be a close game, and I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. The Niners flourish on defense while the Cardinals look to be loaded on offense. This is going to be a battle until the end, but I think the 49ers will win this game, and here's why. The Cardinals may have upgraded their team at every position they needed to, except one. They traded for DeAndre Hopkins during the offseason and traded for Kenyon Drake in the middle of last year to give their young franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray, all the possible weapons to throw to in order to help him succeed. They drafted Isaiah Simmons, who is a positionless talent that has the opportunity to be one of the best defensive players in the league. They missed one spot. They missed one spot, and it is going to be extremely harmful for this team, and that would be the offensive line. Kyler Murray, like I said, he was sacked 48 times last year, and they're basically heading into this season with the same level of talent on that offensive line as they did last year. If Kyler is constantly scrambling and he's constantly trying to get out of the pocket and not get hit, not only is he going to be able, not only is he not going to be able to find all these offensive weapons, he's going to be at greater risk of getting injured. He's not going to be able to utilize the guys that you have. And it really means squat if you really, if, if, if he's constantly trying to get away from defenders. You know, the Niners have one of the best front sevens in the NFL, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them absolutely tear up this offensive line. Yes, they lost to Forrest Buckner. But still, everyone else, like uh, Nick Bosa, like these are guys, Eric Armstead, these are guys who are very good and will make and are going to make holes there hurt. You know, for that reason, I'm confident I'm going to go with the 49ers in this game. The Los Angeles Chargers will take on the first overall draft pick, Joe Burrow, and the Cincinnati Bengals in his first ever NFL game. The Chargers just lost Derwin James for the year and will be starting Tyrod, and the Chargers will be starting Tyrod Taylor, uh, who is extremely mediocre. He's just, he's nothing special. Like these are, here's the problem with the NFL for me. And this is a lot of people, like a lot of people say, oh, like you have uh, Tyrod Taylor there. You look at guys up here, guys up here, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. These are guys who will constantly win football games. And you look down here and you have, and you have teams starting Tyrod Taylor, Mitch Trubisky. Like if you're trying to win, you need one of these, what you need one. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with Tyrod Taylor. And if you're not, and if the Chargers aren't competing for a Super Bowl right now, they have all these guys who are in the prime of their careers. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams isn't playing today, but Austin Eckler, these are like, you just lost Phil Rivers. You would think that you, like, I get, yes, they have, they drafted Justin Herbert. And I don't think Justin Herbert should start right away, but he needs to, like, how long are you actually going to start Tyrod Taylor for? Are you going to start him for the whole year? If not, then it just feels like you're wasting year. You have a lot of these guys on these one-year contracts who are a lot of guys in their last year of their contracts, and they're and they're done. 
and then they're gone and you have and you have to then replace those holes and just the constant cycle you want to surround your young quarterback with the best possible weapons right away and i know i said i've said multiple times i don't think that they really should have started uh justin herbert right away because throwing a quarterback throwing a young quarterback right into the fire of the nfl will destroy his development and we'll just look at Dwayne Haskins but Tyra Taylor's not good he's he's not he's average he's not good he's certainly not great like I can't see that I can't see Tyra Taylor winning many games against talented teams you know I, I there's a chance that this Bengals offense and Joe Burrow you know they took a chance on him listen look at the Cardinals a few years ago they drafted Josh Rosen they realized their mistake. He was awful. They realized their mistake and they admitted it and they moved on. And now they have Kyler Murray. Now they have their franchise quarterback. Sometimes you got to admit your mistake. You know, I don't, I don't love Justin Herbert. We'll see. I think that they're just kind of delaying the inevitable of him not actually being that good. And you can go back. Someone can clip that. Go back when Justin Herbert is like a seven-time Pro Bowler and winning Super Bowls. And they can you can grill me on that all you want. But I just don't think Justin Herbert's going to be that good. Um, and I don't think Tyrod Taylor is a good starter for this team. You know, as hard as I am on the Bengals and Joe Burrow, there is the chance that this offense booms. And that as long as this team can stay healthy... I think that they will be able to beat teams within their skill level and the Chargers would be one of these teams. While they do have Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on this defensive line, I think that between Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, if he can stay healthy, they can beat this team. And I, 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 I'm letting you know right now it's going to be close and Joe Burrow is going to get sacked a nice amount of times today and probably throw two or three interceptions. But the Chargers offense isn't going to be good enough to win with Tyrod Taylor leading the helm to take down many teams, even those like the Bengals who don't have uh, a stellar defense. Even though it is an unpopular opinion, I think that Joe Burrow will win his first ever NFL game and the Bengals will beat the Los Angeles Chargers and everyone's going to think Joe Burrow is like the, the the savior of Cincinnati. But I don't I don't think that's that's the case right away, but I do think he'll beat the Chargers. This is the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charno, leading the next generation of football fans live on YouTube and Twitch with Chris Landry Football. Please help spread the word as you can catch the show on the Chris Landry Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. And you can listen to this podcast on your mobile device by signing up for Landry Football's conference call wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch the show on chrislandryfootball.com where all this information is there for you. Now, Time to bring on our first guest for today to get his prediction on the next game. He is the host of the Cheap Seats Live. Please welcome Rick Hughes. Rick, hey, what's, hey. Rick, what's up? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm ready for today. Yeah, I think we all are. Man, we need like I'm so excited to have football back. I was I could not sleep last night. I was so excited <laughs> since me. Thursday since <sighs> Thursday night. I've been so excited for, for just for football. I woke up an hour and a half early and was like, yeah, I'm up. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, think yeah, about it. No... How many months have we heard people oh. saying over and over and over, oh, football season's not going to happen. It's going to be delayed. There's this disaster that it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Guess what today is? It's football day. <laughs> It's opening day. Week one. Week one. Let's do it. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. We got week one. We got Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Everyone's looking forward to seeing this game. Let's go with it right away. Who you got today and why? Who's that? Tom Brady. Is he with the Bucs? I hadn't heard. I, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. They, they should have put that on the news or something. Yeah. Listen, listen uh, uh, I was honestly, it's a debate. It's a close game. It's going to be a close game. People who are automatically calling the division for the Saints, I don't agree with that. 
I don't think the Buccaneers, you can automatically say the Buccaneers are going to win a whole ton of games because they haven't, they haven't, they haven't done anything yet. And yeah. I, I mean, this is, a, this is going to be a very, very strange year. So who knows what's going to happen, but the bottom line, I think when it comes down to this and somebody asked a great question, they said, what if the saints had Tom Brady right now with the way at the level Tom Brady is playing? What if the saints had Tom Brady and the Buccaneers had Jameis Winston? Well, I think he'd probably easily be picking the Saints. If you throw in Tom Brady and the way that he has led this offseason, let me tell you something. As as someone who's sort of close to the Buccaneers, I can tell you I've never seen a camp like this. They are completely healthy, really. I mean, Evans is now he, – he went from doubtful to uh, possible – I mean, to questionable to now likely to play. This is the first time I can remember – the entire Buccaneer team is ready to go. They haven't had any offseason issues at all, like like the Saints have had with Kamara, with his contract, yeah. with, uh, with you know the the whole mess earlier with uh, with Breeze and his comments. And I think I just I you get the feeling there's there's a little upheaval or a little it's this is not the smoothest year for the Saints, and this is it for the Saints. You want that you want this year everybody to be pulling together, and you just don't get that vibe coming out of New Orleans. You get that vibe coming out of Tampa. The linebackers in New Orleans are are their weak point. I think you're going to see a heavy, heavy, heavy dose of tight ends and running backs. And right now, the Buccaneers have a have have yeah, a big I mean, table yeah. of those guys. If there's so, any team that has it, it's the Buccaneers. Right. So the the matchup, as I see it, it's going to be close. Or it, again, like I said, this week, I don't know what to expect. But if things go as they should, I think it's going to be a very, very, very close game. My pick that I'm throwing out there, I think it's going to be 27-24 Buccaneers. But, again, I it, what in the world's going to happen? I mean, you think defenses should be better right now. You think that defenses have the advantage right now. If that's yeah. the case, I mean, later in the year, you might see a 40-something to high 30s if, when these two teams play. But right now – Let's bring it down a little bit. It's going to be pretty darn close. If you could predict a tie, 27-27, this would be the game to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, here's my, all right, here's my thing about this game. I think that at almost every position, each team matches up with the other. I think that if there is a team that matches up with the Buccaneers, uh, it is the Saints. I mean, let's say, I mean, at quarterback, Drew Brees and Tom Brady, we don't know what Tom Brady can do with weapons. I think that it's, that's kind of the biggest question mark. We don't know what he can do with actual receivers. Right. We know what, we know what Drew Brees can do. We saw what he did with Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, I think lines up with almost any receiver that the Bucks have, but I think that that's, that the deciding factor will be the second wide receiver. And I think that if, and that will be if Mike Evans plays today. And I think that if Mike Evans is ready to go and they don't, I don't think they should overuse him because it's week one. You don't want to. You don't want to aggravate anything right. even more than it already is. But if Mike Evans can show up, I think that the Saints don't have enough corner help to to match up with both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I, I think that that is going to be a deciding factor because yeah. I, both defenses are pretty good. I think that the Buccaneers defense, I mean, I've also, I've obviously been very close to the Buccaneers. I've done a lot of stuff with Bucks Report, been a lot right. of the sports web. Yeah, uh, I, I, I really think that the Buccaneers defense is going to be very good. And I think that if there's that they'll be able to stop the Saints offense more than a lot of other defenses would be able to. But Mike Evans is that deciding factor for me. And I think if that is if there is a time where you want to play the Saints without fans, it's early on. And I think that right now, I I, I, I think that the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Uh, I, that is just because if you're catching the Saints week one, like 
after all this, after you're trying, they just signed Alvin Kamara, but they have had so many problems. So many, I mean, uh, this thing with Jadavian Clowney was crazy. Right. right. And like, like, it, how does that make the other, okay. As uh, if you're on a football, if you're on an NFL football team, right, you've worked your whole life to get to this NFL point and that you're one of the best at your position, right? You're on the other side is Cam Jordan and you're this other, how like for, to go out of their way so much to get, to try and get your David Clowney and that they were going right. to try and do like a, a sign and trade. Like that's <laughs> like, that's, I've never heard of that before. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's like, a desperation move by a team that it's not that they're desperate for talent. It's that they know. Oh dear God, this is it. This right. is it. We yeah. got to do it right now, or it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that the, uh, you know, the Saints feel like they're on their last legs. It yeah. feels like they're 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 about to crumble. Yeah, they're just they're about to just like once once Drew Brees is once yeah. Drew Brees retires, which I think will probably be at the end of this year. I think this yeah. is kind of his last rodeo. Um, yeah. it's it. That's it for the Saints. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see a whole new. You'll see that. I think you'll see the Buccaneers, and you'll even. I think you'll even start to see the Falcons starting to win this division more, just because. The Saints, they're just unless they fill it with some other quarterback. Let's say, let's say something happens with Aaron Rodgers this year, and they're like, let's yeah. bring in Aaron Rodgers. It would, I mean, they went after Tom Brady. We know the Saints wanted Tom Brady if Drew Brees retired. Yep. Like, so I, I listen. I don't know what's going to happen. I think that maybe they'll draft a quarterback next year. I think that that could that's that's likely. Um, but they they seem to like their talent right now, and they don't really want to go into a rebuild. So. Right. Keep an eye on two names. Keep an eye on two names. Scotty Miller at wide receiver for the Love Scotty Miller. Well, keep an eye on him today, especially with Evans and the hamstring issues and all that. Keep an eye on Scotty Miller and keep an eye on Cam Brait. Cam Brait's going to be a surprise. Everybody's talking in tight end about Gronkowski and OJ Howard. Keep an eye on Cam Brait. I swear there's some kind of a love affair going on between Brady and Cam Brait. Yeah, I mean, you, you almost see the little twinkle in their eye. You see this little man crush thing that these two have between each other. I'm yeah. telling you, keep an eye on that guy. Yeah, the, the, you know, Rick, I think that um, I, a lot of people talk, oh, Gronk's like like one of the biggest weapons on this team is Gronk. I don't necessarily think that one of the biggest weapons on this team is Gronk. I don't know how they're going to. I think it's just kind of like cool. I think they were just kind of like, you know, it'd be cool if we brought in Rob Gronkowski now. Because like he has, yeah. like if we can get him, it, it would hurt more. It, it wouldn't hurt to have him on our team. You, because we have these too. It's bringing, it's having break right. a certain comfortable comfort level. Oh yeah, I think you'll see Gronk maybe a little more right at the beginning, where you know, as just as Brady's getting his feet on the ground, getting into the flow of the game, yeah. the first the first half of the game, you're going to see more Gronk than you're going to see for weeks. Yeah, and I and I am sorry to anybody who's starting who is trying to make something out of Rob Gronkowski in fantasy football this year because he's just like it's like I'm not starting any of these Buccaneers running backs I'm not starting any of these Buccaneers tight ends because they are so loaded at every single position I don't know that there's anybody you start on the Buccaneers period yeah and I mean that's being honest with you I just don't I don't know who you would start because I think Brady tends to if you if if you've made the mistakes I've made in the past uh, playing fantasy football and you start you, you know you're starting Patriots and from one week to another, you have no idea what's going to happen. And one guy who does great one week disappears, then for five weeks doesn't come back. This that's the way it's going to be in Tampa. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that so today I got the Buccaneers winning. You got the Buccaneers winning. I'm yeah. listen. Even if the Saints win, 
no surprise. Like, don't freak out about the Buccaneers. People are going. People always people always overreact to things. It's overreaction Monday. I cannot (laughs) wait. I cannot wait for tomorrow. Where if the Saints beat the Buccaneers today, it's was Brady a good option? Should they have gone and gotten Brady? Should they have kept Jameis Winston? Should they have done all this? Should they have done all that? Relax. It's week one. It's even if this even if the Saints lose today, don't freak out. Whatever team loses, right, right. Like just. Everyone needs to relax. It's week one. You had you had a crazy offseason. There's so much that's been happening. Yep. Things need to click. Yep, that's what needs to happen. And uh, yeah. is going to be yeah. It's gonna we're going to see we're going to see some sloppy football right away. Thursday night we didn't see anything, but most of the, both those teams have really been staying together for most of like they didn't really. There wasn't a lot of new pieces on either the the Chiefs or the Texans. Right. So like the main, I think that what we're going to see a lot of problems with is. Um, like these new head coach quarterback duos, whether that be a new head coach or a new quarterback. I think that those probably might be the teams that struggle right away. The rookie. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Like take a look. I think Joe judge and Daniel Jones are going to struggle right away. It takes time for things to click. That's yeah. it. Yep. And I think that, yeah, the teams that will be at the advantage are the teams that have stayed together. And I think that if there was an exception, it would be the Buccaneers just because Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are both so experienced. Well, that's and what both, I mean by it's the right. It's not even right. necessarily new guys coming in. It's guys that don't have overall league experience and don't have that. And the, that's why I look at the Buccaneers and I'm try. I try my best to be like, I'm not the guy who goes in every year and predicts the Buccaneers are going to win. You know, I mean, I've, I've heard people yeah. saying 16 and oh for this year or things like that. No, no. Yeah, no. That's Calm not down. Happening. Simmer down. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean it, it's it's I, I look at this game and I go eh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun game to watch. That's it. Rick, thank you so much for giving me your prediction you, today. Love to have you back on. Go ahead, promote yourself, tell us where we can find you. Uh cheapseats.live, not.com. Go to cheapseats.live. You'll see my Twitter link, you'll see my uh my Facebook link. That's where you can get a hold of me. I'm the old guy. We're right now we're here with the next generation. I'm the old I'm the old generation. Thank you for having me uh, come on over and play. Yeah, thank you, Rick. Thank you got Rick. it, man. Had a great time. You too, you too. Rick, that was great. We agreed on pretty much everything there. That was just, we think we both think that the Buccaneers are going in this game for pretty much the same reasons. But on Sunday Night Football, we will be treated with a game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. This is the Cowboys year. For the 25th year in a row, this will be the Cowboys year. And for some reason, no matter how much talent the Cowboys have, they can never execute and be a Super Bowl contender. It's still mind-boggling to me about how the Cowboys just cannot win football games. Like, they have so much talent, so many weapons. I think they have a new coach this year. Mike McCarthy knows how to win football games. But don't be surprised if they go 8-8. Eight and eight. Don't be surprised if they go 9-7. and seven. They should be winning more games, but I have no idea why they just fully cannot. You know, they consistently have one of the best rosters on paper in the NFL, and this year is no different. Dak Prescott is playing for a long-term contract. Zeke, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. On paper, they have a top five offense. Even higher, maybe. They have a t- like, the, other than Gerald McCoy getting injured and released, this defense is going to be pretty good, too. They have a good defensive line, some pretty good linebackers, and a few good corners, too. They drafted Trayvon Diggs. I don't think the Rams will be that good this year. I'm not a big believer in Jared Goff. And you know, they don't have a ton of promise at running back if Cam Akers doesn't pan out. So they have pretty good receivers. They just signed Cooper Cup for a big deal, but I don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Cowboys. I think that the Cowboys will win this game. And I think that maybe, maybe it's every year. I think that maybe this will be the Cowboys year. If there is a year to do it, they have so they have so much potential if they can just maybe win a few games and maybe get it going right away. Leading off the Monday Night Football doubleheader, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the New York Giants. Big Ben Roethlisberger is returning from a bad elbow injury that he needed surgery on. If he is back in full form, 
then this Steelers offense could be pretty good, but they have a ton of guys that need to get back on track. You know, Big Ben, I haven't like I there, that's a bad injury to come back from. Like that's a hard injury. He, he it was an elbow surgery. He was out for the year. Like especially as a quarterback, you're throwing elbow. Like that's it's hard to come back from. And we don't know how he's actually going to be in the game. So many unknowns. Other guys that need to get back on track are Juju Smith-Schuster, who had a disappointing year last year, only racking in 552 receiving yards. James Conner needs to bounce back, and Deontay Johnson needs to break out, and I absolutely think Deontay Johnson will. I know it is extremely hypothetical, but if all of it clicks, this offense has a chance to be very dangerous, plus this defense is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Mika Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds round off this absolutely disgusting defense. They, like... It, it sucks that they're in the AFC North because that are loaded with good offenses now between the Ravens and the Browns. If they were in any other division, I'd say they can, they'd consistently be they consistently be winning the division. That's just how it is. It sucks that they're in the AFC North. But even though I think the Giants can be a big sleeper team this year, now that they replace Xavier McKinney uh, with Logan Ryan and David Mayo was healthy, which were two problems that I had talked about before. Plus, Daniel Jones going into his second year, and he looks great. He put on a ton of muscle. And Saquon, who I think can definitely finish at the RB1 this year, I still think that Pittsburgh will beat the Giants to open up the year, even though the Steelers are, for some reason, super bad at MetLife Stadium. They lost last year to the Jets. Um, <laughs> that was a fun game. Yeah, Jets beat the Steelers, Steelers fans. Hope you remember that one. We knocked. We pretty much eliminated your playoff chances. But, yeah, uh, I think that the Steelers will end up beating the Giants, and the Giants will need to look forward to Week 2 because it will take time for Joe Judge and Daniel Jones to kind of get used to each other. So, like I said, young, uh, new head coach, quarterback, duos, Will struggle right off the bat. Mike Tomlin, Big Ben, been together, obviously, forever now. Giants need to look forward to week two. Finishing off week one, we have the Tennessee Titans taking on the Denver Broncos. And for this game, I would like to bring in our second guest for today from That's Good Sports. Please welcome Brandon Perna. Brandon, what's up? How are you? Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. How you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? So, what, Brandon, right away. What are you expecting from this Monday night game? And who do you think will come out on top? Do you have the Broncos or do you have the Titans? I have a complete evisceration of the Titans by the Denver Broncos. Uh, Drew Locke probably going to lead the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns, rushing yards. And I'm not even, I'm not even talking quarterbacks. He's going to lead all running backs in rushing yards. Uh, nobody thinks of him as a rushing quarterback, but uh, I have an inside lead that he spent the entire offseason doing very serious quad exercises, uh, glute exercises in his legs. So they're stronger than ever. Uh, and am I worried that Von Miller's not playing for the Broncos? Not at all. Is he the best player on defense? Sure. But what what team has ever won anything with the best player on their defense being healthy? You know, that's, that's, that's a good question. If you couldn't tell, if you couldn't tell Brandon is a Broncos fan, I don't know. If you, I don't know if you could tell, but, um, yeah, yeah, I'm mostly, I'm excited. I think, I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I think week one, there's, there's so many unpredictable things that are, are going to happen. Like we, we know very little about all these teams in terms of where they're at, except for, you know, teams like the chiefs, the Ravens, the saints, maybe the Buccaneers, a lot of teams where they've got that sort of, I mean, and the Buccaneers have had a lot of, you know, changes at one key position anyway, but those guys all have continuity coming back. So I think they'll all be good, but you know, 
the Titans are a bit of a they have some continuity as well, but it's it's similar in that we got to find out what Ryan Tannehill is going to be uh, for a full season with the Titans, just like Broncos fans are wait, waiting to see like who Drew Locke's going to be. Denver did a good job stopping Derrick Henry last year. I don't know if they do it again, but I have to believe uh, if we can, if they can stop Derrick Henry, you know, they've, they've got a chance to to stay in this game. And it's probably going to be pretty close because I think both teams are, are still pretty good. Yeah, you know, I'm so concerned about Ryan Tannehill because, you know, as a Jets fan, which I know it's upsetting to hear that I'm a Jets fan, but as a <laughs> Jets fan, I'll, I'll see you week four. But uh, I, so I, as a Jets fan, I've seen Ryan Tannehill for the last however many years, and I know that every once in a while he'll come back and he'll remind people that he knows how to play football, and then the next year he's just awful, and it just shows that, it, like, I don't know, how we just got lucky or whatever. And don't forget... Derrick Henry carried this team to to how they like Derrick Henry was just an absolute tank last year. And yeah, Ryan Tannehill, he threw some good balls. Like he did not, I mean, he played well, but like, 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 come on, like it's Ryan Tannehill. Like we've seen Ryan, we've seen Ryan Tannehill. Like I can't, I don't, I don't, I like the Broncos. I feel like the Broncos are more exciting than, than the Titans are to watch in this game, but because I, I, the Titans, we know what the Titans can do. Yeah, I think. I'm a little bit higher on Ryan Tannehill. I think he's finally in a, a good situation where he can succeed and hopefully just stay healthy. Like that's kind of been his biggest issue. Also playing for the Dolphins really does. Oh yeah. That doesn't do a, a lot of favors for. Why isn't, know, isn't, isn't, isn't Adam, isn't Adam Gase the quarterback whisper? I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> Adam Gase got lucky that he had Peyton Manning uh, for a couple of years. I, I really, cannot, I cannot forgive Peyton Manning for that. I cannot yeah. forgive Peyton Manning for. I feel sorry for, for Jets fans. He's proving maybe he'll prove us wrong, but I think Eric Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy, I just just hire Eric Bieniemy, please. Someone there hire Eric Bieniemy. Like just that'd probably be a, a much better fit there. Um, I think maybe a little. I think Tannehill's good. Uh, I don't know what his ceiling really is. Maybe we've seen that. Maybe we we haven't. Um, you know the the Broncos. One thing to watch is Cortland Sutton. Suffered an AC joint sprain in his shoulder. Uh, he's going to. It looks like he's going to play. Vic Fangio said he has to be able to do ten jumping jacks. That's going to be the test he has to pass. Uh, which is an injury you can play through. It's pretty p- painful. Uh, might be tricky with a wide receiver. I, I hear they need their shoulders to, you know, raise their hands and do touch balls. Yeah. Yes. Um. So that's another injury thing to, to keep your eye on. I think Broncos fans are really excited about Jerry Judy. I think he's just going to just make an impact right away. And also, second-year tight end Noah Fant, uh, I think, is going to have a big year. In my fantasy lineup. Set for my fantasy lineup. There you go. There it is. Uh, it, it, if Cortland Sutton like doesn't play or is maybe limited because of his injury, I think that's a, a great play. Uh, I just set like a, a fan duel lineup but it didn't have the Broncos on there and I was going to put Fant in there. So I, I agree with you starting him in, in your league. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, the Broncos, I think that I was a big fan of Andrew Luck when he, like I was, I was huge on Andrew Luck. I think that he was, he had, I think that he probably would have won a Super Bowl if he was still playing. I think that I, I have no doubt that he, that, if they just decided that offensive line was important earlier in his career. Yeah. And then, I mean, it, it's kind of like the giants, like the giants were just kind of like here, Eli Manning, just, you can take the ball and just throw it really quickly or else you die. Like that's just, that's kind of the Colts approach with Andrew Luck. And it ended up taking a huge toll and ended up obviously making him retire. But if you were high on Andrew Luck, I like, 
Drew Locke is the closest thing to Andrew Luck that we have right now. I I I see so, what I saw last year. I saw so many compare like so many just similarities between them. And Drew Locke, I mean, he showed so much. Like he played well. Like that's kind of why everyone's hyping him up. Goes because he played well in the last five weeks of the season. Yeah, but I think did he go? What did he go three and two or? Uh, he was four and one. Four, four and one. Okay, yeah. Ex- like, he exactly. Beat the, he beat the Texans. Right. That was his best game. Right. Texans' like, worst game, maybe. But yeah, he looked great against Houston. Uh, obviously, there's like a lot where we still want to see out of him as a quarterback. But he's got a new offensive coordinator coming in in Pat Shermer. Um, hopefully, that translates to more success. Um, and, you know, he's it is really hard to to judge a quarterback on uh five games but like it looked better than Joe Flacco uh case that, Keenum, that's, that, that's my problem with Teddy Bridgewater uh, this year too is you can't just judge a quarterback off five games because yeah. what and, and, and you know Teddy was playing on a really good Saints team so exactly uh and I love Teddy I'll be rooting for Teddy to to play well in, oh, yeah, in for Carolina sure. uh but yeah we that's a that's a huge question mark I think on you know who is Teddy Bridgewater as an actual starting quarterback plus he had he had tons of weapons on that Saints offense and now he has Christian McCaffrey and that's it right right, right. <laughs> maybe maybe hey, Rob, Robbie Anderson the most the, Robbie Anderson the most one way wide oh yeah they receiver. got Robbie Anderson that's what right. the most the most one way wide receiver that you can possibly have on your team he's just like he was really good at running fast that was it. Yeah. That was like that was, but now now in the NFL, I mean that's kind of, it seems like that's all you need. I mean, look at the Chiefs. You have Demarcus Robinson, Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman. These are all guys who are speedy. I mean, right. you don't know. We, I mean, that might be the new key to winning. But my prediction for this game is, you said. I mean, I, I think that this Von Miller injury is going to hurt a lot. I mean, he's one. I, I like. Yeah. Uh, he's. I, I think that, that was that was a tough pill to swallow. Oh yeah, that was out of nowhere too. It was yeah. like it was it was like the last play of practice too, Long right? <laughs> Just a freak injury. Really oh. sucked. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a bad injury. Oh, God. I, I mean, obviously, we hope he can get back on the field as soon as possible. But <laughs> oh, obviously, you can get back on the field as soon as possible. But I think that we're going to see – sorry to, sorry to tell you, Brennan. I think that we're going to see Derrick Henry single-handedly take out the Broncos on Monday. Oh, I'm boo. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because, l- listen, Von Miller, a crazy run stopper. Uh, you know he can get to the passer and he can stop the run. I Bradley Chubb is going to be – he's going to be really good. If he stays healthy, we we yeah. didn't see we obviously we didn't see a lot of him last we, year. Like we don't even know how much he'll be playing. He's right. been his role has been rumored to be limited, really? not playing to you know full speed. So I think he will be kind of limited. I think they're going to ease him back into you know that position, which is a little scary because there's not a ton of depth anymore right. Right. linebacker. But if the Broncos do contain Derrick Henry, it's because of uh, these these guys, Mike Purcell, Jarrell Casey, and Alexander Johnson. Watch those guys keep Derrick Henry in check. Yeah, clip it, clip that. Go ahead, and you can when 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 they're all pro bowlers, you can go at that's good sports Brandon Perna <laughs> or at, I don't know what is your Twitter. Go ahead, it's at Brandon Perna. At but Brandon YouTube, Perna. that's good sports. So that's good sports. Whatever, go, whatever the hell you want to say. Yeah, you care. can you you can go harass them on Twitter if, if they're bad. So you can. Sorry, Broncos fans. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got the Titans in this game. You got the Broncos. Brandon, thank you so much for giving me your prediction. Go ahead, promote yourself. Tell us where we can find you. Yeah, that's good sports on YouTube. I do like NFL news videos uh, almost every day. Just whenever crap happens, I try to get a video up. Yeah, 
and uh, I talk a lot of a lot of trash. So that's like your thing about football. That's where you can yeah. find me. Yeah, for sure, for sure, Brandon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate enjoy, it. Enjoy football. Enjoy football. Yeah, you too. All right. Yeah, Brandon Parna. Thank you. And those are the games this Sunday. And with that, we are going to wrap today from the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charno, and thank you so much, everybody, for joining me today. And a special thank you to both my guests, Rick Hughes and Brandon Perna. Be sure to go check them out as well. Be sure to go follow me on Twitter at Jacob Charno, Instagram at Hard Count Football, and here on Twitch with Chris Landry Football. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to Hard Count Football. Join me next Sunday for more exclusive interviews and talk about the top headlines in football. Enjoy week one, everybody.